I'm Bree. And I'm Shalika. And we are two long-term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with, with Cafe, Cafe Confessions. Confessions. Hey everybody, welcome back to Cafe Confessions. My name is Shalika, one half of Cafe Confessions Podcast. And I'm Bree, which is two halves of Cafe <laughs> Confessions Podcast, or the math might not be mathing, but that's okay. You know who I am by now, because this is what? The season finale. Right. Season two finale, actually. Yes, it is. So you should know my name by now. If you don't know the name, then maybe you're just new, and that's okay. Welcome. Welcome, but I'm sorry to say, like, this is the last episode, so I hope you come back. Right, or back. maybe start with maybe season one, episode one, <laughs> and then meet us back here at a later date, I would say. <laughs> you know what? Do you listen back to like when you start a new podcast? Do you go all the way? Yeah, see. So we don't we don't take offense if you don't go back, but just stay with us. Like tune in. I'll say this. I love true crime podcasts, which is my favorite. And I listen to Morbid. Don't come for me. Not. Any Morbid listeners out there. And I went all the way. I've listened to every single murder podcast episode that they have ever offered. And I had to go back to season one, episode one. And I said, absolutely fucking not. I can see the progression and Mm. I see the digression. So we're just going to keep on moving with new episodes. (laughs) And I feel like that's how I feel about our own podcast sometimes. I'm like, oh. Speaking of which, I had a friend who came to me this week and she said, I just have to tell you something. And I said, what? She said, love the podcast. Love the podcast. That is so sweet. She said, but... Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Love the podcast, but bitch, she said, but that audio in season one, she was like, it's "Oh treacherous. no!" <laughs> and I was like, "It's okay." She's like, "I feel so terrible saying that to you." I was like, "Do not feel terrible. We already understand." But yeah, so damn. I mean, I see with us already. Everyone starts the- somewhere, so yeah. you know. <laughs> okay, it it sounded like we were recording in a shoebox, but that's okay. It's where we are now. Like, we're clear now, okay? We're now. Okay, so maybe start season two, work your way. No, hell no. Listen to them busted-ass audios. Like, what are you talking about? That was some good information. Like, if, once you get past the staticky shit, it was absolutely amazing. Okay, but thank you. get past you. the staticky shit. Get past the echoes. Get past maybe the wind tunnels <laughs> and whatever else is happening. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You living on a busy street, so the okay. ambulance, <laughs> <laughs> police cars. Get past all of that. And then tune into the information because that's some solid ass oh, advice, okay? Right, that was okay. our feelings. That was some we deep got it, shit. We got it out the mud. We got <laughs> out the mud, okay? When they say getting out the mud, we was getting out the mud. So yes. don't disrespect. You know what? It wasn't a disrespect. We appreciate the feedback and criticism because we can get better each mm-hmm. time. But just know, don't be bringing up no shit if we well, already passed that. I said, look, you want season one, sir. You need to catch the fuck up. If you catch the fuck up to season two, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. So I hear you, but not really. So now I'm kind of confused. Like, do, do you think people like dropped off of our podcast? And they were like, oh shit, this is just a dead end. They, they fucking sound crazy. I'm never going to listen to another episode. I would, I would hope not. I would hope not. I would hope not. I would hope not. And I mean, if you guys are still here, season two, season finale, rocking with us. We are so so grateful because you, you don't know what we've gone through we have had some struggles okay we went through like three mics well two and a half two and a half well yeah okay two and a half anyway that's neither here nor there what are we here to talk about today okay so this is a special special episode okay this mm-hmm. is girls night in and i am so excited to introduce our guests so we have our girlfriends here tori and aaron hey guys hey guys it's aaron 
Well, welcome, welcome. We are so happy to have you. You know, we love having guests, and I am so excited for what we're going to be talking about. But before we get into that, let's really get into these drinks and Bree's special blends, because you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know she loves a special blend. So please tell us, what are we drinking? Yeah, so this is my first time ever hosting an event for anyone with tea. I made you guys a special blend. It is specifically for the Mercury Retrograde, which we're currently in right now. So if you guys have been struggling with any issues with relationships, communication, disconnection, stress. (laughs) I know someone on this podcast, I'm not going to put in Okay. (laughs) Car issues, whatever is going on with you, this tea is supposed to help soothe those issues. So, ladies, I have made you a special blend. It has, I'm not going to put my whole recipe out there, but it has some marshmallow root. It has a little bit of lavender, a little bit of chamomile. It has a little bit of ginger, Mm. a little bit of vervain. And we're going to stop there because there's some more in there, but just Mm. know it's made with love. It's really good. Very, very good. good. It's nice and soothing. It is. (laughs) Now, I just want to add that we did start with two glasses of wine. So I hope I hope the wine doesn't like knock us down from this very beautiful blend, but it is good. It's a nice little I guess it's not necessarily a nightcap, but it kind of feels like it's a nightcap in a way. Yeah. Tea wine, tea wine, tea wine. You know, you know, I I feel that. I feel that. So we don't be like up. Up but like sleepy at the same time. But you know what? That's okay, because it's a girls' night in anyway. The segment is listener confessions. And anytime you are a guest on our show. You got to confess something. So I'm going to pass it over to Aaron. And please let us know. Um, I drive in the carpool lane all the time with me, myself, <laughs> and I. And you <laughs> Not in the carpool lane. I get pulled over. Well, I got pulled over like a week ago. But no, I've never. No, 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 no. For speeding, my usual. Um, <laughs> but no, I've never. Knock on wood. I've never been pulled over in the car. I don't do it all the time. Just most times. Okay, so like, how do you go about doing so? Like, is there like a, I don't know, like a playbook? Like In the nighttime, nobody can see in your car. So there's okay. no reason for you to not ride in the carpool lane. In the daytime, I won't do it unless I'm going to work. Then I put my badge on. But yeah, you just got to get in there. That's what it's made for. I literally rode the whole way here, like an hour, 15 minutes in the carpool lane. Okay, well, I mean, it is Friday, so them cops are probably like, fuck it. If you in the carpool lane, I don't give a damn. But um, I'm going to hop in after I see a police officer pass through, and then I feel like I'm good. But then after 20 minutes, I got to get out because I'm too scary to ride in it the whole way. I think if you're confident and just do it, nobody even cares because cops have literally passed me and looked at my window, and I'm just like, yeah. But I feel like I'm going to look like, yeah, bitch, pull me over. I'll relax on it. You know, we're, we're, we're talking about it too much, so maybe I'm going to get caught up real soon, and I don't need, I don't need any more tickets, so I'm going to leave it alone for, like, a couple weeks. I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> You're stressing me out, so I'm going to leave it alone. I'm scary, so, like, I'm not trying to do that. But you, if it's been working for you, shit, let me shut the fuck up. That's not, that has nothing to do with you. But, okay, thank you for that confession. I'm going to pass it over to Tori. What is your confession? Okay, so my confession is when it comes to texting, I ain't shit. Like, I know you texted me, but it's really not important until you call me. And especially group messages, I'm terrible. Especially if it gets to, like, 25 and up, I'm not texting you back. (laughs) So then, question then. um, You said you'd rather someone call you. Do you answer your phone? 
My phones don't do not disturb 99% of the time. Mm. I got different focuses on my phone. Do you feel like you get overwhelmed? Like when people- 190%. I'm one of those people who like to be by myself. I like solitude. I like, I like, I love solitude. I like being by myself. I'm alone. So Leave me alone. I want to ask a question then. So would you ever just cancel your phone? No. <laughs> so you won't. Absolutely not. No, I need my phone, but I mean- it's more of my convenience and not other people's. Okay. I mean, I mean that makes sense. I feel like if you... Look, I want to text you when I want to text you. Right now, it's about me, you know. And that's okay. That's okay. If I text you back, I text you back. If I don't, I'm, I'm not sorry. So you're more like a, I can text you for a full two minutes. And then after that, you're like, okay, this conversation is no longer suiting me. I got to go type of person. Okay. Gotcha. 100%. Yeah. I mean, hey, shit. I feel like a lot of us are like that. We're just not bold enough to say it. And I know I'm not. I'd be like, damn. <laughs> I, I didn't see this shit. Shay, you're a terrible texter. Okay, I don't mean to be. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to lie to y'all. Between the fucking posts that people be sending me online, and then I be getting shit from TikTok, and then I get shit from Facebook. messages, and I just be like, I talk and I'm on Slack. I'm just tired. I'm literally just like, it takes a lot of energy to respond sometimes. And I don't mean to be that way, but it just happens like that. I I feel like I'm like that dude. I talk to people all day long. I talk to clients all day long. I talk to people all day long. So I really don't want to get off of work and talk to you too. I know it sounds really wrong, but that's the truth. No, no I just want to say that I absolutely 100% agree with you. I am the worst texter. I will literally lead with, if I don't text you back, I'm not mad at you. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. I get mm -hmm. too many messages. I'm like, yes. I can't handle this. Yes. Like, I will literally check out on you. And I feel yes. like that makes me a bad friend a little bit. Because people don't think I care about them. But yeah, it's not that. Too. I feel like that, too. I care about you. I just don't care to talk to you while I'm living life. <laughs> right. Does that make sense? Maybe 100%. Maybe you'll need to figure out, like, what's the best mode of communication for y'all? Like, just let us know. Like, hey, I would rather you call me from this time to this time. Or text me from this time to this time. Or send me a message. And then send me a follow-up message. Like, hey, girl, just checking in to see if you got this. Like, what? You, I don't know. Y'all got to figure out, like, what's, what's the greatest. Send person. me an email. I'm, I'm always dead. on my an email. email. <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Send, I'm not about to send you. Send me an email. An email. I check hey, my Tori, email. Just checking to see if we're hitting the gym yep. today. <laughs> Go ahead. Go today ahead. Today at 9 a.m. Let me know. Yeah. I'm not about to do that shit. Yeah, I prefer an email. Send me an email. I'm more on my email than I am on my social media. What I will say to that is I prefer email business <laughs> standards. Give me 24 to 48 hours <laughs> to respond. You know when you send me an email at work and I'm like, I have 24 to 48 hours to respond yep. to that email? The same thing for a text. Yep. Give me time. I'm getting coffee. I am working. I am working out. I am having sex with my man. I am walking my dog. I am getting my car service. I cannot do all that stuff and then hold a conversation with you via text message and be completely intentional with what I'm saying and be present. It's impossible. Yeah. What if it's urgent? Okay, then call, call me. me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 1,000%. Yeah. I mean, like, but how urgent would it be? I mean, I feel Not like urgent enough for a call, but urgent enough that respond, bitch. Okay. 
Then tell me, like, say that in the text message. Respond, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all are too much. All right, so thank you guys for your listener confessions. We appreciate you guys for being here with us today. It's not always easy to put yourself out there when you're doing a podcast, especially under these conditions. Y'all don't know what we're going through right now. But um, as long as we're here for your listening pleasure, that's all that matters. With that being said, tonight's episode is on Girls Night In. How this is going to work is we're going to play a game. We've each written down three secret topics for discussions separately on a piece of paper. We place them into a bowl, and then we will randomly pull them, taking turns, and that will be the topic for that moment, that evening, or for the hour. You never know. So we're going to start with our first pull, and that is going to come from Tori. Are you down for a vacation spice? A threesome. Okay, so are there any takers on this question? To be honest, if it... <laughs> um, it would have to be on vacation because I'm in a whole new environment. I'm not going to run into anybody. I'm like, oh, shit, we, <laughs> we did some thing. <laughs> right, just run into that person. just like, girl, remember that thing that we did? Yeah, no. I can't run into somebody that I know at the grocery store or at the gas station or... Shit at work, like you know, I don't know, but it would have to be on vacation. I would have to be pretty drunk. I wouldn't mind any drugs. Um, <laughs> I would have to be completely out of my element. I can't be in like my normal state of mind, but I would be down. But there, there's some, there's there's certain things that I wouldn't allow. You know, like what? <laughs> I mean. I'm personally not into like women like that. Like I don't know how I would feel about, you know, going down on a woman. I don't know how I would feel about that. Like, mm, but she can she go down on me? Cause I can close my eyes, you know. So I mean, it it could be, you know, I might be down for it. But what are I don't know. You I just be a pillow princess, but you don't necessarily. Basically, you can do everything you want to me, but I'm not doing shit to you. I'm sorry. Maybe kissing you, but that's a that that's about it. I'm not touching. What you yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so you guys know I'm like an advocate for polyamory. Oh! I don't know if you guys did. You guys know that? Mm-hmm. I thought I shared that. I don't know. Okay. Yes, but I am so attracted to women, but I do not like vaginas <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like women are really sexy and sensual, Beautiful. and I love like femininity and I love feminine energy. But a vagina is just not mm-hmm. serving it. Right. For me, right. <laughs> right, right. I enjoy penetration. That's what I need. I, I can't. Get I can't. A dildo. <laughs> okay, so That's strap plastic. on. Strap on. No, no, no. I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, have you ever tried a strap on? Like, not to be in your business, but like, have oh, you, you can be all in my business. That's fine. Um, no, I've never done that. So then, how do you know if it's not the same as the real thing? I know myself. I the know. lesbians seem to love it. And I think there was a study done and like 80%, maybe more, of lesbians came every time. Wow. Versus like heterosexual. Hetero, yeah. yeah. Like I feel Man, like the, the number was like mm. crazy high compared to like heterosexual sex. So like I think that you might have the best sex of your life sleeping with a woman versus like fucking around with these men. But it's a woman <laughs> though. Like she has titties. I just, I'm I mean, not a, tra- a nigga bitch. Like, I, what, 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 that be looking like a straight up nigga? Like, 
and then put your imagination to the test. Said, I just me, I just personally know I'm just not into women. I you I take get that. No, you no, take no. your clothes off and I'm no, it don't do nothing for me. Got it. You want to see I want dick. I want a nice six pack and tattoos and I want to see chest not titties. I'm just well, that's just that, I don't know. You get too technical for I, me. I'm sorry. I'm throwing I'm, I'm trying to throw all this shit out there like well what if? Well what <laughs> if? Bitch? So your ideal threesome is a woman that just does stuff to or would you do two men? And you. See, this is the perfect, I wanted to like, talk about all of this. I mean, I think that's a lot of energy that you got to have for two men. Mm. Like, I barely got enough for one sometimes. Mm. So then you, A lot of energy or a lot of like you gotta, saliva? You, <laughs> well, damn, see? I mean, no, I mean, you got you to gotta last with one guy and you got you, you to gotta keep giving. And then you got to give to it more to somebody else too. Can I take a break? Why Can we pause in between? Like, if it's like two men, why can't they just be sitting there pleasuring you? Like, I'm down for that. Down there, if it's all for if it's all for me, y'all can do whatever you want to Ooh. me. What about bisexual men? No. No. I mean, that takes the pressure off of you. No. <laughs> It's always, I've always wanted to have a threesome just one time though. Just, okay. just one two time. Two girls or two guys? Two girls, no. I can barely, I could barely handle one penis. No, no. I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm. And I, I want to be a pillow princess, I've never but not term. at the same time. I'm about to turn 30, so you know I'm like getting I'm getting up there with the freakiness. So oh, okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But just want and 30, I feel like 30, I don't 30. know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would be with like a husband or like somebody I see myself with. Got it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel that. I think um from what I've heard, I've heard that it's easier to do it with someone that you're dating and not necessarily like in a long term relationship or wanting to be in a marriage with because like I wanted to do it with someone Ooh. oh shit okay well I'm not gonna <laughs> um, the reason why I asked this question real quick side note was because I was recently asked mm. by someone I feel like you just always want to ask that though. yeah supposedly he never had a threesome he was like you know I would really love to go into this experience with you and I was like I'll get back to you I'll let you know. We gotta understand. We gotta talk about the terms and conditions of this situation. I think it would first. have to happen organically, though, for me to do it. It can't be like something that's like set up, like seven o'clock. Take your shirt off. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I wouldn't be opposed to trying a threesome had I been single, um, and I would do everything. Like I would. I would eat it. I would. Because, like, I... Okay, not because, like, I crave vagina or something, or, like, I want to try... But I feel like if I'm doing it, I would just want to see, like, damn, like, am I good at this? Like, could I maybe envision what I wanted for myself and, like, do that to another person? So I want to be clear. I'm not saying that I want to go and start... I don't want to be a munch. I'm not saying that. But, like, I I feel like that, you know, if I tried it, I think I'd be good at it. So why not put those skills to the test? I've also never had like a bunch of men ask me. I think like one dude asked me and I was like, let's go to a strip club and see who we can pick up. 
But like, I also don't like the idea of that because shouldn't we get tested? Like, I just, it's like a random like hook. I don't know. I don't, I'm yeah. not feeling that. Like, well, that's how I feel. Like, we're too old. It's like, it's something I should have done in college, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think about shit now. Like, back then, it's like, yeah. fuck it, you know? No, not now. Like, I need to know. I need to know what we walking into. So I feel you on that. Okay, well, that was our first question. <laughs> Miss Tori, since you picked first, you now get to pick who goes second. Me. Three. Okay, it's on me. Let's see what we get. Ooh, that popped out. That popped out. Okay. Ooh, Let's like see. the cards. <laughs> Ooh, it says, should women carry their own condoms? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I agree, too. I think this is an open and shut case. Well, well, no, 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 because we're all agreeing. Now I want to ask you, have you all carried your own condoms? No. No. Absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) Okay. Do you guys remember, do you guys remember Tuka play that game? Yes, yes, the movie. Okay, do you remember when she dropped the condom at the party for a power play Mm -hmm. and how it fucked his ass up? I'm not going to lie to you. If I ever carried a condom, it would be specifically for that purpose. Just to fuck a nigga up. Strategic. Strategic. It would be straight. I mean, obviously I would use it. I mean, I'm not saying like I would just be like, hey, I got this condom in my wallet, but I'm not going to pull it out. It's for aesthetics. I would actually, (laughs) I would actually use it. But the intention of me putting a condom in my purse or wallet would probably be to piss somebody off. I'm going to be real with you. Petty. I'm lying. Um, I have. You have. I have. I've taken them to somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> did the person that you were intimate with, did they feel a type of way when you pulled out a condom? You're putting my business out there. I'm Shay. not trying. I'm not. That's not what I did. But they ended up staying in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, all right. I'm yeah, not I, trying to give too much but away. But I've taken them. I, I had I had the correct intentions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just didn't use them. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I bought a box and never used it at all. Okay, but did they have their own condoms or was it just like, mm-hmm. okay, we don't have to. We don't have to talk about this. But, um, so my sister went into my purse one day. There's like this actual specific zip that I tell people, don't go in my purse. She went in there and she just brought my purse back and said, you should keep this upstairs. <laughs> well, well, I'm going to tell you all a little story. There was a, a period in my life where I was walling. And then I remember one of my good, good friends was telling me, hey, you know, like you should carry your own condoms. And the reason why I didn't didn't is because I was too nervous about how that looked to men. Like, oh, you know, she's carrying condoms. That means she's out here having sex. Instead of thinking like, yeah, she may be out here having sex, but at least she's protected. I feel like if I had a chance to go back and be single and I was being intimate, then I absolutely would carry condoms and not really care about what other people had to say about it. Um, but I, I, I just, just wanted to see like what other people were thinking. Like you say, yes, women should carry condoms, but why don't you all have them on you and then use them as well? I feel like it has to do a lot with perception. Mm-hmm. Like we're taught that sex, I feel like, in school, you're taught don't have sex instead of the mm-hmm. proper way to have sex and like what to do and how to protect yourself. I don't feel like I was ever really taught that it was don't have even my mom don't have sex or you'll get pregnant. Yeah. The mm-hmm. end. So like even with my first boyfriend, I remember I was like scared to buy condoms. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're looking at me. They know I'm having sex. And it's like I'm a grown woman. Like, yeah. yeah. 
And it's like, now it's like, if I want to buy condoms, I'm going to buy 68 of them. Like, what right. What does it matter? You said I'm going to buy them in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> Question. Did you all know that condoms, they don't have that many sizes? I only go up one size. We can't fit it. That's on you. That's how Damn. So you're about to have someone <laughs> swimming in the condom if they can't? No, because they stretch. That's the whole point. Like, they stretch over your dick. And if you're still wearing Magnums, you're a terrible person. Why? Wait, what? That's the only ones I buy. Why? Magnum. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Magnums are the worst. They have a smell. Let's start with that. They do. They smell they very late. They stink. Lazy. If they stink, that makes what stink? Oh, I. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. You're messing with nobody that has no dirtiness going on. No, not just the dirt. Just the smell. They don't. They don't go with me. I'm gonna just say that. Okay. They don't work with me. Okay, got you. I get that. What you gotta say? No, I'm sitting here. I haven't smelled a condom in years. <laughs> Must be nice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to like remember the rubbery, oily, lubricy. That's exactly you know? what it feels like. <laughs> That's it's exactly just, right. It's just a nostalgia of it. Oh. Um, Wow, you guys brought something back for me. <laughs> so you don't ever feel like, for you know, those of you who are like intimate or have like a specific person, you ever feel like, damn, I just want to like pull out some. Well, I'm, let me ask you this, Brie. Like, you don't feel like I just want to pull out some condoms and like let's just pretend this is our first time ever having sex. Like, boring. You know, okay. that's not boring. <laughs> that's boring. Boring. <laughs> No, honestly, this is actually a good question because every, I would say maybe two or three years, I'll be like, let's pull out a condom. But I do it just to see how his reaction will be. Like, is he going to think I'm cheating? Because I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I like to fuck with his mind a little bit. Why do you do this? I want you to think I'm out here, Because we're women. Yeah. Keep you on your toes. Okay. And it'll be like the most random. Like, I'll be in the shower. Hey, babe, how's your day? So I think we should start using condoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I would look at you so sideways, so and sideways. He does every three years, but um, <laughs> I like, never follow through with it. I never follow through. It's just like for shits and giggles. But I have no. I'm very condom sensitive. I remember that I was always like up in the clinic, yeast infections, BV, just simply because condoms were just not working They're with irritating. my body. Right? You guys, are, you guys experience that yeah. at all? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, especially magnums. Like literally, they have like too much oils and just bad shit on them. Yeah. They're not made for women. I got a confession. Mm, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting my business out there. Never mind. <laughs> All right. I gave y'all like oh, what is it? What Some is truth it? Not alter egos, but what is the thing like aliases? Oh, aliases. Alias. Yes. Yeah. Well, with that being said, if Tori's not gonna confess, it is on me. My popcorn. Is for Aaron. Can humans be monogamous and happy? Hmm. I think the silence in the room answered that question. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, yes, you can be. Um, And most of my relationships, I have been. (laughs) Damn, I just put myself out there. (laughs) I just think, yes, it is possible to be monogamous. But I also feel like maybe it's a situation where you have to like constantly tell yourself, I am going to have eyes only for my partner. I am going to make sure that I don't cheat, step out the side of the relationship, whatever that means to you. Um, only have sex with this one person. I feel like it's a daily like, 
I don't want to say struggle, but like it's something that you have to do intentionally. So you don't think humans are innately monogamous? I don't. I feel like, like I said, most relationships I've been, I've been monogamous. Um, I feel like I'm, I have been a pretty loyal person to the ones who deserve loyalty. Now, if I find out you cheating on me, I'm just going to do it better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just going to do it better. Oh, yeah. I'm just not going to tell you. I'm just going to dip and just be like, okay, bye. Mm. But the ones who like who have been like really good men to me, I'm just like, oh, I only see eyes for you. Yes. I only want to like treat you like a king kind of thing. But the ones where I'm just like, I know you ain't shit. I'm just going to be. I feel like a lot of women are like that. Though. I'm just going to be better at it. I feel like that. We <laughs> I was actually just having a conversation with this like this with my friend. And I was telling them like when I had someone cheat on me immediately in my head, I'm like, oh. Okay, so you think I don't have niggas. Like, let me show you just how many niggas I can have. So, like, I don't... I know it's, like, a very toxic way to think, but I feel like I've never stepped outside of a relationship that didn't step outside of our relationship first. And maybe that's not the right thing to do. Maybe I should just, like, walk away in those situations. But I I felt like... It is. It's like I had to get my my lick back. Like, no, no, no. I'm not just going to walk away. Like, I'm going to show you how I'm better at this shit than you. And then I'm going to hurt you. And then I'm going to walk away. Mm -hmm. But I'm really just hurting myself. So, I don't know. Um, I feel good about it. I was like, I still got it. I'm good. (laughs) I feel like I can't find it in me to cheat back. Mm. Like, I'm just... I don't know. I have to... I hate it sometimes. I feel like I'm just too morally sound sometimes. No, honestly, I <laughs> no, I, I do. Like <laughs> I want to be like you. I don't want to cheat back because it's like I'm like be ho, be ho. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, that's that. Shay, it's your turn to pick a question. Okay, let's see what this question says. Little man syndrome. Is it a real thing for any man that's not like at least five nine? I feel like they all suffer from some sort of little man syndrome even though they're average height but like obviously there are women who are like i'm not dating anyone average if you're average you're short if you're not tall then you know you're short so i feel like they do go through that yeah i feel like it is a real thing what about y'all wait but what is this little man syndrome like is this insecurities like what 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 is it i think it's a, a number of things i feel like it can be insecurities i can i feel like it's I, well, honestly, I feel like it's just more so insecurities. Um, and I feel like they kind of just take that out on you. And it's like, if you felt that type of way, like, why would you date someone that's your height? Like, don't look to me to give you validation when, shit, you my height. Like, I'm not about to sit here and lie to you. I'm not going to say like, oh, yeah, babe, you're so tall. Like, I'm not going to lie to you about that. So, like, are you talking about in height? Or are we talking about, like, penis? Because, I mean, no, okay, height. so just height you have to be comfortable in who you are because I know a lot of short men who like don't give a fuck about being short and they're like I'm gonna carry this attitude on me so it's all about like that attitude that you carry if you short fucking embrace being short if you're average embrace being average like but don't look to other people to give you that validation like you gotta have that within yourself what y'all gotta say about that okay so um yeah it's a real thing I (laughs) dated a short man under five five and he was a terrier not a Yorkie. He was oh, definitely. No, no, no. <laughs> he was definitely abusive. Um, 
he was just so in in control, overly dominating, very much like in his like feminine energy, passing it off as masculine energy. And it was like at the whim of me, like he would always try to cut me down at the knees. And I'm like, I know you're short, but like, for example, it would always be like these like undercuts that he would take at my my insecurities because I felt like he was so insecure about being short that the only way he felt like he could get above me was to kind of attack me from the inside. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm kind of good. Like, you're angry, you're bitter, mm. you're conniving, you're manipulative. I just have no time for a short man who's stuck in that, that I'm powerless energy. It's just not my burden to carry. And, like, I understand when women say, like, they want to date a man of certain height, because one, I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, you do feel a little bit more comfortable with the man that makes you feel safe, safe um, seen in a, in a way that like from a different, I don't want to look down at you. I don't. I, I don't want to be rude. I feel, am I wrong for saying that? No. Like, no. look down to me. I don't want to be like, hey, let me help you out, baby. Like, I want you to see cleavage and, you know, I don't want you to see up my nose. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, okay. I feel it. I feel it. Cause I tried, I tried dating a guy that was my height, and I thought I was looking down on him. Mm. It was, it was weird. Mm. I'm just like, mm. he didn't have little man syndrome. Cause I don't think all little men, I shouldn't call them little men, shorter men <laughs> have little man syndrome. But there's a good amount of them out there with a lot of insecurities based on their height, and they try to make up for it in all the wrong ways. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we should say his name, but Mr. Tory. Yes. Yes. I like even with the even with the instance with him and um August Alcina recently, mm-hmm. I feel like that yeah. has to do with little man syndrome. It's Ooh, just yeah. like, why do you feel so pressed that this man doesn't want to shake your hand? Because you're yeah. a little man and you're insecure about your little manness because everybody looks over you and walks away from you because you're a fucking little man. He definitely yeah. looked down to him while he passed by. Exactly. Him. <laughs> sure he looked at her hand and kept on walking. Right. And you felt like you had to prove something. But if we're going to be talking about short men, can we talk about the baby and this nigga wanting to fucking spill the beans on him having sex with Meg the Stallion? Like Little man syndrome. When did that like, happen? Just recently. He just came out with a song talking about he had sex with Meg, uh, the day she got shot by, like, what is the point in this? Like, are you grabbing for your career that's like fading into the fucking abyss? Because I just don't understand why you even had to bring this up. Like, she's already in a relationship. If you didn't speak about it then, why are you trying to speak about it now? Short ass niggas, niggas in general, like, I'm just so tired of y'all trying to speak on some shit. Like, if you fuck with someone, leave it on the playground. Like, you didn't bring it up then, don't bring it up now. And I feel like men always be the main ones pillow talking, the main oh, ones fucking hi. trying to talk. That's oh why, and I promise you, <laughs> and I promise you, if I was single right now, I would not have no motherfucking sneaky link because I it couldn't even be a fucking secret because you niggas talk too much. You can't wait to go tell somebody that you got the fucking draws, but you did not even perform correctly. So it's like, nigga, I beat the shit up. Like, you didn't beat shit up. You better preach. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm ranting right now. I'm ranting right now. But like niggas really get on my nerves. I'm sorry. Like shut the fuck up sometime. Get some ass and move on with your fucking day. Was it the best time of your life? Cool. Enjoy that. Did you got to come back? Okay, then let me add on to that. Let me say this. I feel like men who must run back and tell their boys about some ass that they got are really for the niggas. 
Like, Who let's really be on. I mean, maybe that's a controversial statement. But why are you running your mouth about what you're doing in the bedroom with another woman? Right. I feel to other men. To I, other men. I'm not understanding what we're trying to get at here. Mm. I said what I said. Oh, I have to play devil's advocate. Play devil's advocate. I have to play please. devil's advocate. Please. Because girls are going to run back and say something. But you have to know who to tell. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's like, we're not going to tell all our homegirls. It's like, there's that one girl that's just going to say too much. But it's like, you just have to know who to tell. And don't tell 68 people. Tell one person and move on. If you really have to talk but about it. But I feel it. like when men do it, it's kind of like more so like bragging. Like, mm-hmm. yep, I knocked this Very bitch down. And then like with women, it's like, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to be biased because I am a woman. But I feel like with women, we're like, yeah, like it was great. Or, you know, I will never see him again. It's not like, oh, I got, I got another one on my fucking belt. Another notch, nigga. I'm knocking these hoes down. You know, like, it's just... I, I get it. I get it because we do the same thing, but I feel like it's how they go about doing it. True. Like, if you say you're going to be a sneaky link, nigga, keep that shit to yourself. Know your, know your fucking place. <laughs> and if you know you didn't perform, how you you telling your... And that's the thing, too. It's okay to go tell your friends, but be honest about it. Tell them that you came There's in no, 2.5 oh, seconds. Men lie on their dick 24-7. the fucking time. No, um, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna pass it back to Tori to um, pick from uh, from the bowl. Okay, can there be two alphas in a relationship? Alphas. I think so. You have to know when to give and take. Yeah, both alphas can't be all alpha all the time, but there that. can be an exchange here and there of who's alpha now, who's alpha then, stuff like that. But I think so. I'm actually in one of these situations right now, so I need some guidance because I need to. Honestly, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna let another confession. I'm I'm very dominant because of the situation that I was in before, and he was not dominant. So I had to take over a lot of stuff, a lot of responsibilities, and I really felt like at the end of the day, he should have called me daddy. So Ooh. I'm just I'm just saying I feel like now I'm with it now I'm talking to someone who's very 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 just just this man and I'm just like this is great but then I just naturally I'm just like I'm challenging you nigga like that's just what I'm gonna do I don't know how to just be soft and feminine sometimes it gets hard it's hard I've never really been with anybody where I'm just like I can just sit back and be pretty so I I need some guidance. I need y'all to help me. Y'all got some. Y'all got some. It, it, something. I don't have not an ounce of guidance for you because I am in a relationship now where I can be soft, but I can't be soft because of my past, and I feel like I have always had to fucking lead because these niggas were just lost fucking causes, and I'm like, okay, well, you're obviously not taking the lead, so I am. Um, And it's kind of hard because like when you have a relationship, like I said, like where, you know, you can be in your soft girl era. I just I'm not easily trusting. So I'm like, you got this. You sure you got this? Are are you sure you got this? Like, no, no, no. You're not. You don't got it like I got it. So I can't put all of that. I don't know. I don't know what y'all think. Okay, so I will say this as a person who has been on both ends of the spectrum. When I first got in my relationship, first five years, I was in my hard as a rock, masculine, dominating. And the reason that happened was when I was obviously coming from a place of trauma, right, from my past. But I was kind of leading our relationship because I felt like my 
boyfriend at the time was stagnant and I had like goals for us. So I was like, somebody here has to take the lead. And for a long time, that fucked me up until recently. I have finally walked through the doors of living in my soft girl era. And it is not easy. It's not something that I would say is just so attainable. Like it is actually something I had to train for, train him for. Okay. Cause I'm not about to be led to no bullshit. Um, and I feel like you're already saying we have this man who you can trust, who is already kind of displaying those masculine qualities that you need, those leadership qualities. Not necessarily masculine. It's more so trust, leading, and protection, right, that we're looking for. And I feel like now it's time for you to retrain your mind and say, okay, let me start seeing where I can kind of check Tori. And I'm not saying check yourself like you're wrong. But in a situation, let's say he's like, you know what, babe, I'm going to pay. And you're like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. it. And he's like, I'm going to pay. The first time I would say, thank you. And just practice that. Sometimes that is so fucking hard to just receive. And I'm not saying being soft is all about receiving because there's a whole other slew of shit. But that first just saying thank you. Accepting a compliment. You look good today. I used to be like, ah, I could lose a couple pounds. Oh, my skin is fucked up today. You know, I always say thank you, I know. And like, it sounds cocky. But that is so fucking empowering for me to be, even if I don't fucking feel it. When my man is like, you look good as fuck. I'd be like, thank you, I do, huh? Feminine as fuck. And he'd be like, you do. It's just those little, you know what I mean? And it's like, I had to teach that to myself. And it was almost taught and learned by me. I didn't have a woman. My mom was a single mom. Yeah. Her mom, you know, was in a domestic violence situation. My aunties, single mothers. I never had a woman show me what it looks like to be in love in a healthy relationship where she could just kind of put her focus on other things that were all about her passions and her nurture and her fucking vision for her life. And I feel like as black women, we don't really get that opportunity. And I feel like when you step into it and you got a man who's giving it to you, you got to work on you. And I feel like taking that to therapy could also be helpful. I don't want to sound preachy, but this shit is not easy. And like, I, I don't think it's nice to, to downgrade um, how hard it is to be a soft black woman. Because we don't always have that luxury. And I feel like a lot of people try to play it off as like, oh, it's not that. It's fucking difficult. And I just want to validate you by saying that. But you got it. Okay. Okay. The fact that like I know that I have some work to do because I'm sometimes I'll check myself and be like, damn, you didn't have to challenge him on that. Like, why? Like, just just sit back. Like every time this man's just like, babe, just sit back and be just be cute. Just sit, just chill. And I'm just like, I'm just like, uh, no, I'm going to challenge you today. I'm going to challenge you. <laughs> I feel like it's give and take, you know? I feel like Brie took the words right out of my mouth. Because it's Thank like, you. you have to know when you need to be dominant in the situation. You have to know when you need, all right, just sit, sit back and relax. Right. So it's like, it's, it's just like a learning thing. I feel like I'm like, I'm in that right now. It's like, I'm very, very assertive, very dominant. It's like, oh no, I need to just relax and let let homeboy do what homeboy said homeboy homeboy gonna do. You know what I mean? But also just listen to your gut. Never, never disregard what your gut tells you to do. I like that because I mean God gave us intuition for a reason, right? All right. So who's next? Oh, oh, who am I picking? Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. It's it's the wine, it's the wine. Oh wait, look, 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 look at me. <laughs> Who are you passing it to, ma'am? I'm pretty sure it's me, Tori. Okay. 
Male friends, let's vent. Like, like what's what's the pros and cons to having male friends? Mm-hmm. It's hard to find a platonic male friend. I yes. do think so. Yes. I do think when it comes to women having male friends, it's harder than like male finding women friends. You know what I mean? I get no? that. No, no, no. I, I, I hear you on that. I feel like you just have to be smart about it. Especially a woman that's in a relationship, you need to be respectful to your relationship yes. and know the signs and be like, okay, this this nigga's trying to fuck. Like, you well, need, we know. But I I have a male friend, and I feel like every relationship I've been in, like, there's always that question, like, oh, are you? It's like, no, my friend, like, he calls me, like, nigga, like, (laughs) no, like, it's my friend. We've never crossed any boundaries or anything like that. It's like, when you have that friend, you know it's a friend. Right. Had a whole ass debate about this. And I'm very much pro-male friends. I I have some friends that I've known for 10 plus years. And it's never been that. It's never crossed a boundary. They've seen me date just about everything. And guess what? While, even when those people didn't work out, they were still there. And I've had situations where, you know, the person I was dating wasn't comfortable with a male friend. And, you know, I got distant for a while. Um, and But I just don't feel like you should have to sacrifice those precious relationships but again, like you said, we know, we know when someone likes us, we know when someone's like actually wanting to be our friend, we have that gift of discernment. Um, but you know, just, I would just say like, if you're unsure or if they did express some sort of interest to you, then yeah, I don't know, maybe figure out like how you're going to handle it from there, especially if you're in a relationship, like, is it something that you feel like can be salvaged or is it something that you are going to have to let go? What about you, Tori? What do you have to say about male friends? So much. Like, so- I feel like I ha- I thought I had a lot of male friends because for me, it was more easier to be around more guys. For me, that's just how I grew up. But um, learning now and le- actually recently, um, they I find out that they have feelings for me. And I'm just like, well, how am I supposed to handle that? Like, where did that come from? Like, I thought we were friends. And then you want me to put you in a category of if it could work or not can work. Like, what do you, what, what, what? how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to deal with that? Like, I thought we were friends and you tell me you fallen for me. Wait a minute. What do you tell them? I feel like men like that. The signs were there though. No, you don't think so? Not at all. Like, not at all. Like I, I didn't see that coming like at all. And this has been at least two friends. That, that that's happened to. And I'm just like, dang, like y'all making me feel like I shouldn't have male friends because there's maybe one other guy that I feel like has never ever crossed that line because he's in a relationship. Now these other guys, they're single, I'm single. And I'm just like, hmm, maybe I should have thought about that before. But now like, I don't have those people as friends anymore. And like, I was really happy about our friendship and our bond and then like they just tell me that they like where do you put me in a category huh you felt blindsided by it yeah i'm like i thought we were friends why do i need to put you in a category as far as like if i want to date you or not no i don't but dang i just it, it hurts my feelings because i'm like dang i thought we were genuinely just friends and you had this like hidden agenda to like swoop in now mm-hmm. I, I didn't i don't think that that's cool like that's just me they sit there on the sidelines waiting for their turn and they're like oh this is a perfect opportunity let me shoot my shot and it's like don't 
don't do that. Don't do that, especially if, like, I'm coming to you and I'm venting about people and you never got some sort of, like, I don't even know, like, any sort of feeling that I had those feelings for you or, like, it, the feeling is mutual. Um, why bring it up? Or, like, why continue to be my friend if you know that you have feelings for me? Like, at least I get that. Like, if someone's going to tell you, that's fine. But, like, when they start to make it seem like you knew and I want to know, like, where I'm right. placed in your life, that's when it's an issue. But if they come and tell you, it's like, okay, now you have an option. You tell them the truth, and then either you keep them in your life or you create distance. Bray, you have no take on this. <laughs> None. Um, I'm right now, I really believe in having male friends. Well, I believe that platonic friendships can exist between men and women. But it does come with a, I'm going to be honest, it comes with a compromise. Um, the compromise could simply be like, I can't have male friends that I find attractive. Right? I mean, that's a, I'm not going to put myself in a predicament to be a bestie with someone that I'm like, oof, sweating, smelling good. I'm not about to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't physically think that I could handle being a male friend, a woman friend to a male that I'm attracted to because then that would cause friction with, like, my own. Attraction is human nature. Like, right. we're all attracted to beautiful beings, right? Mm -hmm. So I would rather be friends with someone that I just don't have that attraction to that would keep me on a platonic level very easily but it's a compromise like what are you going to compromise in your friendship maybe i'm crazy for feeling that way but that's my honest opinion i currently have a male friend that i'm very much not attracted to and um it causes it helps me kind of keep the balance with things that maybe i don't want to necessarily come to sedell with he hates film for example me and this guy are film friends all we do is go see movies together, and people could be like, oh, that's a date. But I'm like, no, it's, no, it's the furthest thing from a date. Like, we literally go watch movies, and then we have a drink, and we discuss the movie and our viewpoints and our perceptions. And I need that. Like, that's he fulfills a need for me and vice versa, right? And I can add that feminine touch in his film, film world. And I feel like if you can put your friends in a box that are opposite sex, like maybe this is your car friend or your basketball friend or your sports friend. But like, I don't know if I can have a general full male friend that I could do everything with, be attracted to him, him be straight and heterosexual and us not ever come into some crossfire. I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever dated someone that you weren't attracted to? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I have a few times. But do you do you think this male friend is ugly? <laughs> I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not I'm not trying to be um, rude at all because okay, okay. I don't my my I don't think my male friend is ugly. I just don't find him like attractive, attractive because he's my friend. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Like there there's a boundary there. It's just like, "Oh, you're my friend, so I don't even look at you in that right. light." You were, you were able to separate. Yeah. I definitely feel like there, he's a handsome gentleman. I'm not attracted. I don't think he's ugly. I just, I think there's a lot that I'm not attracted to. Mm -hmm. Right? That makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? And it could be simply as like, um, attraction is more than just physical. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So how do you carry yourself? How do you keep your car up? Um, you know. <laughs> how do you keep your car up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> No, the, the trash, you know what I mean? Like, are you prompt? Are you, you know what I mean? What's going on with, like, how do you smell and stuff like that? I was about to say, your body odor. You right. Know? Like, <laughs> I'm going to pass the bowl to Shay. Okay. When's the last time you cried? Ooh. When was the last time I cried? 
You know what? You know when the last time, the last time I cried, and I was actually mad at myself for crying, I was watching the fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. Anyways. Show. <laughs> And the fucking, they, the way that they did this movie, they had me feeling bad for fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. Like, <laughs> I was in there sad. I was like, damn. Like, I started crying when he, if you haven't seen the show, spoiler alert. I mean, obviously we know how it ends. Yeah. But his father, are you, have you watched it? I finished it. You did, damn. Damn. Okay, so well, his father was in there apologizing and just saying like, I, I, I have to take responsibility. I wasn't there for you i could have done better and that shit hurt and i don't know if it's like i don't know if it was necessarily that situation or if i was like putting myself in that situation and like i feel like i'm getting emotional to talk about it right now but like wanting a parent or someone that was in your life to say that to you like i i could have done better so i'm gonna end that there because i find i feel myself getting emotional but that shit made me cry like bad crying i'm like why the fuck am this nigga's crazy and i'm over here crying over his series so yeah um when was the last time y'all cried yesterday um i cried yesterday because of what we just talked about like with the male friends like this friend came out of nowhere and just told me that like i have feelings for you and he was just I don't know what was wrong with this man, but I don't know if he was drinking or something, but he was just real disrespectful about it. And I was just like, when I just got off of work and we're having this conversation late at night, we were on the phone for an hour and a half and he was just one, he was cutting me off. Every time I had to say something about anything, he was cutting me off. And then eventually we, we just, it just got escalated and he hung up in my face. That's disrespectful to me. I feel like, one, you're cutting me off. That means you don't respect what I have to say. And then you're going to hang the phone up? Mm -hmm. That means you really don't give a fuck what I have to say. So it was just like, damn, this is who you are as a person, and you've been my friend. And I was just like, now I can't see you as a friend anymore because mm -hmm. you don't respect what I have to say. And it hurt my feelings. Right. And I literally end up crying. And then I was like, oh, and then you made me cry? And I was just like, nah, I just, I can't. I'm over it. But that was yesterday. <laughs> okay, I ended up crying um, I did a I did an oracle reading for myself and I busted out in tears because I pulled this card that said stop hiding. And I knew exactly I was like, oh my God. Like I've been hiding everything that I've been like working on and my gifts and it just spoke so true to me. Like the reading was already ripping me to shreds, but then it was that card and I like made a whole story about it on my Instagram and I deleted it because <laughs> I was like, no, this is too vulnerable. Again, I was hiding. Um, but that shit broke me down. It was just like, stop stop being afraid of being like your authentic self. Like, share yourself with the world. People need your gifts. Like, you are so valuable and you're so amazing. Why don't you love yourself enough to be able to share your gifts? And even tonight, I was telling you guys, like, I struggle with sharing my... I don't want to make tea for people. I don't want to fucking... Dance on that pole. <laughs> You know what I mean? So that really touched my spirit. I'm still working through that, obviously. But Aaron, what about you? I don't remember the last time I cried. Well, not to say it wasn't recently. I think I cried last month about something. I don't remember what it was about. But I just know that I, at this age, am very emotional. <laughs> when I was younger, I was I kind of was like tough and like didn't really show 
not to say I didn't show emotion because I showed a lot of anger, but I didn't show like the soft side. So like as I'm getting older, I'm learning that I'm just so emotional. It's kind of annoying how emotional I am because I try to. I'm a gangster, like you. Know. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a gangster. So it's like sometimes when I like just get overwhelmed with emotion, I'm just like, "You're a gangster, stop!" But it's like, it's hard. It's hard because we're emotional beings and we're meant we're meant to be. So it's like. Lately, I've noticed that like I cry and I feel emotions, and it's like I mean it's all part of life. So I'm like just going through it. It's kind of rough sometimes, but I'm trying to just go through it. How did you guys feel after you cried though? Like, did you feel like good? Woo! I needed I needed this. Um, I feel like I stopped myself from fully crying. Like when I start to get teary eyed, or you know when you start to get choked up and you feel it and it's building. Um, I don't, I don't know the last time I allowed myself to fully just let go and feel what I was feeling. And I don't know why I'm preventing myself from doing that, but I feel like I'm not a person that gets angry with myself for crying, but I just get, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just like, maybe I'm not ready to like face whatever it is that's bothering me. So I kind of just like, I'll let a tear slip out and then I'm like, all right, that's all you need. I'm good. That's good. <laughs> oh no, a good cry. I I don't think this was the last time I cried, but this is the last recollection of me crying. Like I literally, it was it was kind of I cried myself to sleep. Mm. And the next day I woke up and I felt like I cried myself, like I prayed, I cried, I woke up, I cried. So <laughs> it was like this whole ordeal. But the next day I woke up, my eyes were swollen, mm. but I felt really, 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 I felt like a weight was lifted off of, you know, have have you ever, I've like, I felt that with crying. I felt that like when somebody's prayed for me and stuff like that, it's like a weight is literally lifted off your shoulder and you feel lighter. And that's the last recollection of me crying. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's been a lot for me to just be able just to cry and especially living back at home. Yeah. I live back at home. Um, it's the fact that like I was able to like cry and like have my sister just be like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, right now, like I'm very emotional, I'm hurt, and I feel I'm I need to feel this right now." And it, it felt good just to be like open about it. Like I was just like, "No, this is how I feel right now, and I need to accept that." And then I cried, went to sleep, and said, "Yeah, I ain't fucking with you no more." <laughs> Back on your gangster shit. <laughs> What does my friend say? Okay, so last thing. Um, you cry about it, and then you twerk it out. Just try it. <laughs> twerk it out. Just cry. Cry as much as you need to, and then get your ass up and twerk it out. Um, how do you feel about staying in a relationship for the kids? I've seen it firsthand. Now, obviously, I've, I don't have any kids, and I'm, I have never married. But I've seen it firsthand where people want to stay in relationships, and they say, like, oh, I got to do this for my kids. I got to do this for my kids. Your kids can see that you are unhappy. And what are you training them? Like, what are you teaching them? Like, when they see, like, a couple that just can't get along. Like, that's not love. I I personally don't agree with it. I feel like if you're unhappy, you should try and make yourself happy by separating um, and finding someone that actually makes you happy. I feel like that should be normalized. I feel like people stay in relationships to be like, okay, no, I'm a sacrifice for the child. But you're not really not really sacrificing for the child i get it like everybody wants to have like two parents in a home but make your children see that i want to be happy and i'm gonna be in a situation no matter what where i'm happy yeah i also feel like um 
sometimes parents will use that as an excuse, like, oh, I'm staying for the kids. And it's like, no, you're staying because you're comfortable. Maybe you've been in this relationship for years and you don't know who you are outside of this person. And it's easier to say you're staying for the kids. But it's like, nah, like at some point you just got to just stand up, rip that bandaid off, (laughs) rip that bandaid off and just do you really. But what about you, Erin? What do you guys say? I don't think it works. I think it's detrimental to the kids at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know who would say that just stay for the kids. I think that's like a I think that's what our grandparents would say. And it's mm-hmm. not even just staying for the kids. I feel like it goes off of what you say, staying for comfortability, staying because what else am I going to do in my life? I've been married for 20 years. I don't know anything outside of marriage. So I think it has to do with comfortability. I don't think our generation is really staying for the kids. I don't think our generation is doing shit that doesn't benefit them. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I think that's good. You have to make yourself happy because if you're not happy, you're not you're not going to exude happiness and like teach your kids and teach the people around you how to be happy and how to experience you and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it it all you have to be selfish a little bit. It all starts with you. I'm so happy that you guys all say that because. <laughs> That's not realistic to stay for the kids. That's an excuse. So, okay. Good. I'm happy. (laughs) Is it ever too soon to have sex? Hoo-wee. So, I will just say this. Uh, My longest relationships got the draws. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, I, I, I slept with my, my current boyfriend pretty quickly. Um, and it's been lasting a very long time. So I think, I think it just depends on the person. Like I, I know, like, I think it's men more so than women that put a lot on sex and they, in their mind, they're going to place you like, depending on how long that you made them wait on sex or whatever. Um, I personally feel like if you're, if you don't see sex as a big deal and you are, interested in learning more about the person and like sex is just sex like that's fine it was great but I'm still interested in learning you as a person then it's not too soon to have sex now be safe I will say that like if you are going to be sleeping with someone and be honest if you're sleeping with multiple people but um I don't think it's too soon I don't feel like it's ever too soon no, I don't feel like it's ever too soon. If especially like if you felt it, that's just how it felt. Like you felt like you trusted this person. It was it just it just happened. I don't feel like you have to like beat yourself up about it. Like, damn, I probably shouldn't have did that. No, you did it. It's okay. Just move on. Like if you feel weird vibes after that, then that's it's okay. Like just move on. Mm. It's not a big deal. Just move on. I feel like yes and no. Okay. I feel like sometimes, yes, because it can distract from, like, getting to know the person and other things mm. about it. Um, no, kind of the vibe's right, but then that can go back to yes, because you guys get distracted with sex, and that's all you're doing. So, I don't know. I feel like it goes, like, case by case. I would agree to that. Um, it really just depends on the person, for sure. What about you, Brie? I don't think I'm a good candidate for this question because I'm, no, I don't, I won't. (laughs) I won't. Uh, I don't think I've ever had sex. I've never had a one night stand. Um, All my partners, I've been like with them for a very long time. I'm very rigid. So I think I feel like bad answering this question. Um, 
because I don't want people to like feel like I'm being judgmental, but I feel like it's an energy exchange and like I don't want to walk with your energy forever because like I get very emotionally attached to people, especially if I have sex. So I feel like if I fuck you or make love with you, then I'm like attached to you forever. And I'm like, I don't want that. So I'll just be like, I'm good. I'm good. I'll service myself otherwise, you know? So I don't know. I feel like a lot of women don't have that perspective. And I, I don't ever want to slut shame because I feel like women have the right to do whatever they want with their body. Sleep whoever they want. For my mental health insanity, I don't think it's good for me because I will be clingy stage five. You're mine. Okay. Together. <laughs> I think it also, I, I agree with that, Brie, but I also feel like, you know, you made a good point. It depends on who it is and, you know, there is an energy exchange. Now, if you are sleeping with someone early on because you think it's going to make them like you or mm, stay oh, with yeah. you, then I would say don't do it. And if you know that you're prone to like getting attached to people, don't do it. But if it's something that you don't feel too attached to, it's just an act to you or, you know, in that moment you wanted to do it and you don't really want anything back from it, then I think that's okay. But I get you because I have also been that person too. Like, oh, well, if I do this and they're going to, you know, like me and then whatever. But either way, um, <laughs> um, I, I think it definitely depends on the person. It depends on the mind state. Um, and yeah. Okay, so we can move on to the next question. Um, Tori. What was the biggest betrayal you experienced in a relationship or friendship? Do I have to answer? Um, oh, that's deep. Um, should I go first? Go for it. Y'all, this going to get deep. Okay, y'all ready for this? It's, it's, it, might, it might get deep. Uh-oh. Uh, okay, maybe not too deep. I won't go too deep. Um, I was with someone that I moved in with for the first time. And he had told my dad, literally told my dad, well, I'm going to take care of her. No, the fuck he didn't. I paid all the bills. I was working a lot. Um, he just got into an apartment. I did the deposit. I did the furniture. He basically got a, an apartment and a girlfriend and a dog. And just every now and then, like, yes, he would be a good boyfriend, but like, I was like, what the fuck? I didn't sign up to do this all by myself. So I was, I felt like I was betrayed because I was, he basically blindsided me and told me like, okay, I'm going to do all this for you. I'm going to take care of you. Like I'm, I'm going to provide. And he did not. And then I was just like, I got to work all this, all this time. And then I got to come home and cook clean and fuck you. Like I didn't sign up for all of that. Like I felt betrayed. I won't go deeper into that, but I, I just felt betrayed. Boy, should we do the relationship betrayal or the friendship betrayal? I don't even know. I know, I know it is a hard one because I feel like, and I want to say this is one of the good things about me and one of my downfalls because I trust people. I trust, I trust, I don't allow people to build trust with me. I trust people and allow them to let me down. It's like, oh, I'm going to trust you and then like, once you let me down. So I feel like I had a friend that really, really let me down. And it's just like, dang, I really thought that we were in this for life. I don't know. I don't know if friendship like breakups or relationship breakups hurt more because mm -hmm. they're both Damn. shitty. <laughs> like they're both. And yeah. it, a part of me wants to say like friendship betrayal hurts just like 
inkling more because it's like, damn, you were supposed to be my girl for life. Despite all these niggas, it's like (laughs) you were supposed to be here. So I don't know. I think that friendship betrayal is kind of sucky. You go through so many experiences with that one girlfriend. You're just like, damn, but where'd you go? Mm -hmm. I really kind of want to skip this one for myself because I'm still working through a deep friendship betrayal that like is so just gut-wrenching um and i don't know like it is grounds for you should get these hands low-key but <laughs> high-key girl i feel the high-key you know what i mean and it's like i don't want to step back into that space but i would say i agree with you that friendship betrayal is a hundred times a little bit more difficult than a relationship betrayal because it's kind of like you expect men to be men you expect like when it's your husband it's different Mm -hmm. but like dating you kind of like okay this could go either way but when it's your girls it's like you know my insecurities you know what i've been through you know what my desires are Mm -hmm. you know everything about me you know how to hurt me you know how to hurt me Mm -hmm. i told you what hurt me and you fucking did that shit can i say something yes please it's I learned, I learned this in therapy. It's always the people that know exactly how to hurt you that end up hurting you. Yeah, they have that power. <laughs> right. That it's power. sickening. It's sickening. And then what gets me is like when it happens with a friend, I'm like, you've been planning that all. Like in my mind, I go right. to my head about it. Like, have you been plotting against me this right. whole time? What, what, what signs did I miss? Where did I fuck up? I misstepped. I, what did, you know, it's delusion. Like I can't, you know, so I end up feeling like I withdraw now in my friendships like i'm very reclusive with what i share and how much i give because of that betrayal mm-hmm. that shit is i'm still working through that yeah. it's been a year i'm yeah. still stressed the fuck out like how yeah. did that happen mm-hmm. anyway um i just want to add to that i mean you said it beautifully all of y'all have um I, I feel like relationship like romantic relationship betrayals like i've kind of expected them to happen but with that friendship betrayal, I feel like I'm also expecting that to happen just because of, I don't think I've ever had a friend that I didn't feel like betrayed by in some way. Mm-hmm. And I know like we had talked about this before when I said, you know, I don't allow people to get too close to me. And I sat with myself, honestly, like it was either this week or last week. And I, and I had that plane in my head, like, why don't I allow people to get too close to me? And I think it's because I'm trying to control the outcome. I feel like when I allow people to get too close to me, I feel like in some way I mess up and they hurt me in some way too. And then maybe I'm hurting them as well, but I feel like if I don't get too close, if I don't talk to you too much, if I'm not in your space too much, there won't be any reason why there's like a fight that comes out. And cause I don't know if I can necessarily like handle another one of those. So I, I feel like I do keep people at an arm's length, but I just wanted to add that. Okay. Do you lie for your friends? Ooh. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> you were it with depends. Me. It depends. If it's detrimental to their like health and well-being, I'm not lying and saying that you're not doing crack. Right. I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm yeah. telling oh, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Am I lying and saying, "Ooh, I don't know. I don't know." Actually, I'm not lying for you, I don't think. Really? What? Ah! <laughs> well, I will never. Okay, talk 
Okay, like if you're like, I know. Okay, if you are in like a long term relationship, if you're married and shit like that, I'm not. Maybe because my past, the cheating past, is just like, I'm not lying for you if you're cheating. Maybe that's the thing. If if other shit, I'll lie. Yeah, Yeah, I'll lie. But I'm not lying for you if you're cheating. What about a crime? Hell yeah! I don't know if the cops got me. I'm a snitch. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I'm folding. Bitch, it's not me. <laughs> I am not going to jail for you. That's why I don't commit crime. I don't commit serious crimes. Serious crimes. <laughs> I feel like I would. If it comes to like, you text me and be like, I was with you at 10, 10 p.m. yesterday at, at, at this restaurant. Okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. But I'll say that if you need me to in, in the moment. But later on, we got me and you. I'm like, what the fuck was you talking about? Right. Like, why do we, why do I need to say that? And then I'm going to check you as your friend between me and you, but I'm not going to bring it in between you and your relationship. I'm going to have your back. I'm going to be like, okay, bitch, you're with me. Yeah, I got you. But why? Why Why? Why were you having me lie for you? I don't understand. Like, let's have a conversation about that. But I'm going to have you back. Now, crimes, I'm probably on your side. I'm telling you this now. Don't call me. Because I'm not okay. I'm not okay with the cops. Like, if you come in before me, come come to me about something and I get pulled over or I, I got mm. asked, I'm not the right or die. I'm sorry. I'm scared. I'm scared. There. I don't know what this bitch is talking about. I was at home and I have witnesses. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you on that one. Um, I have had a friend lie to her parents and say that she was with me. And then there was one well, time, yeah. <laughs> this one time she didn't fill me in on the lie. So uh, there was a time where her mother had called me and said, Hey, where are you guys at? And I'm in the shower. I'm butt naked, actually about to get in the shower. And I said, we're on cherry right now. We're coming down the street. Um, and I'm pretending like I'm talking to her like, Oh, you know, your mom, your mom's on the phone, call her. So there are situations where it's like, if you want me to lie for you, you got to fill me in on the right. lie. Like, you can't just be, like, just telling these don't lies. Don't catch me off guard like that. Don't catch That's me off guard because right. I'm not good with that. Like, I need to plan the lie. Like, I can't just be like, yeah, we yeah. did this and that because I'm going to look guilty as fuck. And then now you're going to get in trouble. So, yeah, but I would lie for my friends. But like Tori said, I would definitely check you about it later. We got to talk about it. We have to have- um, I lie for my friends. I do. I'm not going to lie. Okay, you you decide for yourself. I'm gonna leave it there. I I I, I lie for mm. my friends. I don't think I'm a good liar. That's why, mm. like little white lies, but like lie lies. I'm just like uh, 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 yeah, so write it down, put it in your notes, remember it. I don't think I'm a good enough liar. So don't ask me to lie for you because I'm gonna get us caught up. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't where you said it. <laughs> like, no. Damn, you're lying. What is your kink and why? Okay, who's on um, first? You, Miss Pinky. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Miss Pinky. Um, okay, so recently we did our episode on porn, like last season. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I have changed my views since porn. Uh, from then, I learned a lot. Like, I don't trust a business necessarily anymore because, like, I don't know, are the girls really safe? Like, what's really going on? Like, I did some research and I was like, holy shit, I need to be more mindful about what I'm consuming. Hmm? Why would you you look into it? Because it was just, like, an ethics thing. Like, 
I'm consuming this. What's really going on behind? Backstory. Yeah, and then I watched this movie. Uh, it's an A20. No, it's not A24. It's called Pleasure, and it really changed my perspective oh, wow. on like the porn industry. So I have now developed a kink. Ah! I don't want to tell you. I have now developed a kink for hentai because I feel like it is. <laughs> Cartoon. Yeah, like anime. Oh, like the anime? Cartoon. Oh, okay. Okay, because I think it's safer. I just think it's safer. And it's actually kind of sexy. How do you know Sailor Moon isn't being coerced into (laughs) what she doesn't want to do? You know, right. But I would rather have a drawn-up Sailor Moon with maybe, like, a hound dog animator versus, like, an actual live person who's, like, in human trafficking. You know what I mean? So this is now my new kink, and I'm okay with it. I guess now it's on the air, but, um, yeah, that's my kink. Okay. I'm not watching porn anymore now. Thank you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't think I have a kink. You don't think you have a kink? Like I'm a virgin. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I really don't. I don't. I ain't been doing shit these days. Okay. I don't know. I, sure? I really don't think I have a kink. Ra- really? I feel like At you least have, right now. I feel like you have such a huge kink that you're trying to say you don't have a kink. <laughs> That's exactly what she's doing. This is bullshit. This is total BS. I don't have a kink for the record. <laughs> oh my god, it's ASMR. <laughs> right. Oh. oh, you've been spotted out. I see you. You've been tippy tapping. <laughs> you've been whispering. Are you in the ASMR? A little. I called it. <laughs> a little. <laughs> like. <laughs> you go ahead. Wait, I got it. No, not even like I wouldn't consider it a kink, but like the whispering and like the sexy talking and like the the kink. I like that. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. Um mine is eye contact. Like like we could just not talk and you just look at me and I'm like, ooh. Things that I want to do to you. You don't have to say <laughs> anything. Like you, we don't have to talk. It's just like we're looking into each other's eye. I, I looking eye contact is so intimate, mm-hmm. and I avoid it. Oh man! Like we could be in the movies, we can be in the, in the restaurant, and you just looking at me like it's just this eye contact. I'm like, which we could see this car. <laughs> <laughs> that's for me. It's 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 eye contact. It's that's that's my key. My kink is that I like to be manhandled. Um, oh, we like to be thrown against the wall. I like okay. I like to be <laughs> roughed up. Like I'm not saying smack me or punch me or anything like that, but I like I don't know. I like a little aggressive. Have you ever been slapped? In the face? No, I have been slapped, but not sexually. Like I've been, it was not fun. But I've never been like love tapped on my face. I don't think I would enjoy that. Like, I don't want that. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Can we go back into the slapped where? Where are we talking about slapped? On the face? On the face. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. 
<laughs> Everybody gets slapped on the ass. Oh, oh my god. I've never on tried the face. that. Never been slapped in my face. Honestly, I'm gonna tell you the truth. If I'm in the moment and I get slapped in my face, I'm my hands are I'm balling up my fist. Like you you think so? Until it happens. I've been choked. Like I've like I said, eye contact is huge for me. So I've been choked and like he just looks at me in my face. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like a lot. But it's not like a a bitch slap. It's just like a slap. I don't know. If you're gonna slap me, you gotta slap me. Like I don't know. I'm can I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I don't I don't know. Will I try it? Sure. I mean you can't. Uh, you don't wanna be prepared for it. If yeah. You okay. Anyways. Interesting. <laughs> next question. Anyways, <laughs> next one, next one. What's something you do or have done to get over an ex? <laughs> one thing that I do... Should I go or do y'all want to... Mm-hmm. Okay, one thing I do to get over an ex, I will stare at a picture of them and then start going in. Like, look what? at this. <laughs> I'll be like... Look at this nigga's crooked ass smile. Look at his beard not connecting. Look at his hair. Look crazy. Ew, his nostrils flare when he, you know, like I have to go, I have to literally disrespect you. And then once I'm so completely disgusted by you, then I'll get over you. I don't know if that's healthy. I don't know if it's healthy. I don't know if it's healthy. If that works, it works for the moment. Okay. 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 It's a temporary fix. Um, well, for me, um, I just get in the gym. Like, I get in the gym heavy because I'm like, if you ever see me at the grocery store, nigga, I want you to look twice at me and be like, damn, that's Tori. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's me. That's me. You left me, remember? Mm-hmm. Like, that's me. That's what I do. I just, I just hit the gym. The first thing that happens, I just, I just go to the gym. I can't say I know how to get over people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think I have like a method or like remedy on how to do it. You just, you know, go day by day. Yes. And you just figure it out as you go. I don't really know. That's my problem. (laughs) No, I 100% agree with you on that. I don't really think I know. But what I do know, what I do know is that I am a closure type of girl, but I am a natural closure. I don't do closure like, let's talk and talk about this. I want to be like, you're going to hit me up one day, and I'm going to fucking get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> I'm going to get you so fucking good just through the power of conversation. And it works. It works mm-hmm. every single time. I have no ties to any of my exes simply because I have got my get back through natural closure. Like, and I will woo. I will. I'm not going to lie to you. I will woo. I'll be like, okay, you know what? I know this is like, maybe this post might attract this person or whatever the case may be. Let them hit me up. And then I'm kind of like, oh, you know what? I'm not interested in ever talking Mm -hmm. again. Please leave me alone. And then for me, it's like, I got my get back. Like, you are now fiending for me. That is the best. Bye. Matter of fact, it's like, this will be the last conversation we ever have. Thank you for messaging me, but never message me again. Boom. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And then also listening to sad music and then eventually yeah. upbeat music and then take, like Aaron said, taking that shit day by day. But like crying. in the moment, crying That's for sure. sure. 
for sure. Um, some people would say dating someone else. I don't think I've ever had a successful rebound where I was like, yeah, I'm using you to get over the person. It just never worked out. Mm -hmm. I think that's like a TV thing. I don't think it works in real life. It doesn't. Mm -mm. I've tried it. (laughs) It doesn't. It doesn't Mm -hmm. at all. I agree. And getting closure, like, let's get closure. That shit is not real. That is not real. Absolutely. I I like a little bit of closure. (laughs) I like that. That ain't no damn closure. Okay. No. One of us is going to lose. It's going to be you. Okay. We are not walking away from this in a civil, even balance. Okay. Can your homeness get deleted? What is a hoe? I think if you were a promiscuous woman and you feel sexually liberated and you've moved on and could level up on anyone that considered you a hoe, then sure. Why not? I, I feel like if you're still, con- I don't know. I feel like if you're still like worried about who so-and-so was fucking back in your glory days, like you have other shit that you should be work- like worried about. Like, I don't know. I feel like, why are we still worried about that? Like that person probably has moved on. You have moved on. What y'all think? Don't I, ask me, please. I, I personally don't feel like I've really had a whole phase. I don't. That's why I asked the 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 back. What is a hoe? Right. I feel right. like you have to define what is a, what hoe, is a hoe in order to, be, yeah. to know, like, can your hoeness get deleted? I don't feel like women really consider other women hoes. I feel like I that's feel like more, it's the men. It's more so the men. And I'm like, how dare you consider someone a hoe when y'all be busting down like horse, like For real, hundreds horse. upon hundreds of women, and then you'll look right. to this woman that has. Maybe the same body count or less than you, but because it's still high in your eyes, then this person is a hoe. Then what does that make you? Like, what what does that make you? So I've never been Mm-mm. in favor no. of calling someone a hoe. If you are sexually liberated, then do you. If you're not hurting anyone, you're not out here spreading any type of diseases, you're safe, you're protected, and you feel like, I wanted to do this, this was your choice, do your thing. Who the fuck is anyone else to judge you? I agree. Brie, if, I know. You, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know. Go. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I know your ass is pro ho, so I need to <laughs> hear from the pro ho. I am pro ho, I for sure. You know that, but I'm looking at it from the perspective of like a true genuine hoe that's like selling her pussy to make a living. Oh, right. That kind of hoe. Kind of I don't think your wholeness gets deleted, and I'm not saying necessarily like your body count. But I mean, like the thought process and the space, the mental space that you had to probably be in to make a dollar off of your vagina, I feel like it changes you for life. Mm. Like you can go back and be like, I'm out of the life. I'm out of the lifestyle. But like you've seen shit from a different perspective. And I don't think that you'll be able to look at men or sex in the same way again. Mm, So in that perspective, I don't think hopeness gets deleted. I think that's something that you just kind of step into. And it's like, I walked through the door. I can't walk back now. Like, not that you can't stop, you know, selling your pussy. Stop that today. <laughs> but, like, the thought of men being tricks and you being a commodity, like, would you be able to walk away from that and just be like, I'm a civil citizen, you know, again. Mm-hmm. And sex is not, like, a, a way of life. For I don't know. An exchange of what do you currency. Think? So when you're talking about it, you said like your pussy and your vagina. Do you think wholeness only Ooh. is equated to women? No, because if a man was a trick, I think that you will always be a trick. 
I don't think that you can walk away from that. Like, if you've purchased pussy, excuse me, if you purchase sex, I am, you're right, I am objectifying women. If you've purchased sex in general or bought sex or sold sex, right, or did a sexual act for money, prostit- not prostitution, porn stars too, I don't think that you would be able to go back to have vanilla sex between a man and a woman without having that in the back of your mind. Like, there's people out, sex is just, I don't know. I don't know. We need to get a hole in the episode. I am not. I am not qualified. I am not qualified, but from what I do know and what I do see, I've never met a male prostitute. So I will say that it is for me a little bit, I am a little bit biased when it comes to women selling their vaginas because that's all I've seen. I'm not saying that men don't exist in prostitution. They fucking do. But a lot of the percentage of men in prostitution are homosexual prostitutes. Mm -hmm. I don't know a straight male prostitute that's out on the corner selling his dick to vaginas. Gigolos, masseuses, that's the closest thing we get. It's a little Instagram masseuse, you know? So you equate hoe to a woman that sells it, not just that gives it away yes. for... okay. I equate a hoe to a woman that sells her vagina, for sure. That's crazy think? because I think a hoe and a prostitute are different in my head. Really? Yes. I think they're synonymous. I think they're synonymous. I think a promiscuous woman or a woman who likes to have sex who is sexually liberated is completely different than a hoe and a prostitute. I feel like a hoe is like, I'm out here. Like, have you ever met a hoe? Like a real hoe. <laughs> no, like like a real hoe. Have you ever met one? A prostitute? Yes. Yeah. Yes. How was, was she? Did she move different? Or he, she, they? It was a she. Yeah. Um, was What was it like? She was very confident in herself. Mm-hmm. They are. Very, very... Almost to a fault to me. Ooh, why? Almost to, like, overconfident. To mm. the point where it's like, I have to put on this persona to get myself to do the shit. Right. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That's that life of, like, I'm here making money off of my body. I'm step- It's like almost like men who go to war and are shell-shocked a little mm-hmm. bit. Like, you are not physically in your body like me and you would be because you're making money, mm-hmm. right? And then you're on guard. Sex is dangerous, low-key. They could have diseases. They could try to rape you. They could try, they could try to steal from you. You never mm-hmm. know what the case is. And then are you working for yourself? Are you working for a pimp? Like, it's a lot. It's levels. It's levels to it. And I feel like if you meet a real hoe, like a real 304 on a blade, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> For real, you're going to be like, okay, there's a difference between a civilian woman who enjoys sex and a woman who is out here putting her life on the line to make money, make a lifestyle. So you don't think a prostitute can enjoy sex? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. But I don't think they enjoy sex with every man that they have sex with. Okay. And I feel like to get to that space, it's a a shutdown in the body somewhere. I don't know. Could you imagine having sex with a man you found absolutely revolting? No. Yes. No. We had like, if you had sex with someone that you were not attracted to at all. Whatsoever. No, I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. Have you? Have you? Yes. But I was in a relationship with him, and I was like trying to do this thing where like I was trying to look past the like the physical things and like all that. It was the end. Yeah, that was it. 
That was it. Hmm. Okay. That was it. Okay. What about you, Shay? No. I've, I've never had sex with someone that I wasn't at least slightly attracted to. Are you asking me about like that? Or are you no, asking no, me in the general? No, no, no. Well, I was just going to ask you, like, would you consider a man a hoe? Like, if, he, like, the tricks. Like, would you consider them hoes? Because they're, like, constantly paying for sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, they're, a trick is a it's out yeah like for me i'm like i once you're a trick you're a trick yeah <laughs> you're done do you know any men like in your circle that have paid for sex oh yes not See, in my cur- current circle but yes i feel like i've never had a friend tell me that they paid for sex but like because i've had a friend that was a sex worker i i like i had this idea of like the men that came in and paid for sex but i was completely wrong like a lot of them were our age a lot of them like looked normal a lot of them had families like i always mm. thought like some gross fucking slob coming in there because he couldn't get no ass from anyone else so i was like let me just pay for this and it's not like that so i've never had a friend or anyone in my circle admit to paying for sex and i'm curious to know like i have suspicions about like i i look at some people <laughs> and i'm like i think you don't pay for some ass before you know but don't you think most men pay for gucci basically like exactly. when i'm whining and dining you and do it like, yeah that is you don't have to it. give me money outright but right. aren't you like you are you absolutely are like i if i want to court you in a way that's me paying for sex mm-hmm. because especially them girls who be getting flown out like them niggas want sex at the end of the day like they want you to drop them they draws when you get there mad when you they're you <laughs> And then they don't want to send you back home. So, like, that's the thing, too. So, I... Like, you got to get a go and return flight. Exactly. Like, ain't I, no you ain't name. about to give me no one way. Sorry. And mm-hmm. you ain't about to cancel this. It need to be in my name. So, yeah, I don't know. I... In that aspect, I wasn't... When we said ho, I was thinking more so, like, an average woman just being promiscuous. Not someone that is actually a... Not even just a woman, but a person that was promiscuous. Not someone that was a sex worker. A sex worker, I don't... I don't want to say it can or can't be deleted. I feel like if you are no longer in that lifestyle and people don't know about it, then yeah, then that's just deleted. It's gone. Like who is going to remember? And then also if you fucking just drop off the face of the earth, if you never had a social media and you moved away, that shit is gone because <laughs> nobody, nobody knows your business. I feel like it's only current when people are there to constantly remind you about the shit that mm. you've done in the past. So so it can be deleted. I feel like it can. Like Drea said. Like Drea said. Okay, okay. I feel like, yeah, it could. Okay, so that wraps up our questions. Thank you to our guests for coming. I am so glad that you guys were able to do our season finale with us. It was a good time. I feel like we had a lot of good conversations. I feel like I'm going to get some feedback that I'm not really prepared for. <laughs> but um, we'll roll with it. Shay, did you have anything to add? No, I, I mean, yes, I always do this. I say no, and then, like, I'm like, but... Um, thank you to our guests again. Um, this was, like Bree said, this was super fun. Thank you for being willing to even answer some of these questions. And even the questions that y'all provided, I felt like this was a great space to just have girl talk and perfect way to end with a bang for season two. So I'm really excited to see what season three brings, and hopefully we can have y'all back on the show. Thank, thank you, you for having us. <laughs>
You guys thank are cute. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. Hopefully I get to come back. Yes. <laughs> I hope we weren't too wild. No. Right. I think you guys were just right. You just perfect. Just perfect. And I mean, like Chase said, we'll be coming back season three. That will be in three weeks, four weeks. Yes, definitely come back in four weeks. But in the meantime, because I know you're going to miss us, check up on our episodes. You know, we have a few solo episodes. We have about 10 episodes that we did together. Thank you so much for joining us again for another season of Cafe Confessions. We'll see you season three. Bye. Bye. Bye.